Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast for October 6, 2022. And on today's episode, we're going to be previewing the Cowboys versus the Rams. We're also going to be talking about... It's four weeks through the season, how we feel about the Cowboys up to this point of the season. And we will also, uh, you know, be talking about some maybe potential trades that the Cowboys can indulge in to improve this team going forward. Um, but before we get into the podcast, please make sure to go follow me on all my social media accounts. Cowboys beat on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it may be. I'm Cowboys beat over there. Make sure to go follow me. Um, Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review if you would. I would greatly appreciate that. And we have a merch line, Cowboys Beat Merch Line on uh, bonfire.com. Uh, make sure to go check that out if you're listening to the audio version on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, just go on to bonfire.com, Cowboys Beat. You'll find the merchandise over there. YouTube.com. Uh, if you're watching the uh, video version of the podcast, it'll be in the description box below. So make sure to go check it out. And if you're watching this on YouTube, by the way, make sure to uh, hit that like button and subscribe. I greatly appreciate that. Okay. I got my man with me. Rue from Allow Me to Button Sports. What up? What's bro? happening, y'all? Hey, baby. How are you doing? doing it's been good, a crazy week. <laughs> oh, man. You ready for this week or what? I know you're excited, man. You got that trip coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, if, if you guys don't know already, if I haven't told you guys, I will be at the game. Uh, we will be live from SoFi on my TikTok page, not the YouTube page. But, um, yeah, we'll be live from SoFi. So, uh, and that rhymes, too. Dope, <laughs> live from SoFi. Live from that's, SoFi. That's, AT&T yeah, that's West, great. they say. AT&T a West. Yeah, we got <laughs> AT&T West is, uh, is, is SoFi. Um, AT&T, regular AT&T is Dallas, and then AT&T Stadium North is uh, New York. Exactly. Dude, exactly. I was at that New York game last year, and I must have seen like maybe 40% of the people in there wearing Giants jerseys. I mean, like, it's New York, man. They got so much going on. They only care if they're winning. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, man, there's there's more there's more Dallas, there's more New York fans, I swear, in, in Dallas, man. I I've, I've seen so many New York fans. Like there's so many New York fans that just hang out in Dallas. It's so crazy. There's, Dude, there's it, like it, there's it, like bars in Dallas. It's it's nuts. It was crazy to me. Like, and then you watch the New York game from this year, and you you know, you didn't see as much Dallas as you did uh last year. So yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to that trip. I have a lot planned. I will be doing a vlog, which I will post to the channel, which I am uh very excited to uh do. So yeah, we're leaving here Saturday night and uh we'll be in LA. Uh I won't be staying in LA long, like the city of LA, because I want nothing to do with it. Um <laughs> I'm going up I'm, I'm going over to Long Beach as soon as I get my car. You want to know what's crazy? So I rented out a Ford Focus for this trip that I'm doing. It's like four days. 
dude. Okay. No lie. It co- 2012 Ford Focus cost me as much as my regular car note. And I have like a 2015 Jeep Wrangler. Dead up. For Stop the whole, for, for four days. A for a 2012? Ford, for a 2012 Ford Focus, yeah. Well, so it, it, it usually, like at that price, it would be um, like $150 less than what I paid for it. But I'm 25 years old, which is weird because- Oh um, my like, goodness. Like if, if if I'm in an airport, right? And I, I do that, I can rent the car, you know, and it's no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if I'm at, you know, with Turo, it's like they, you have to be 26 and it's weird. But at the same time, the prices on Turo, even with the young driver fee are still cheaper than what I'd get at the airport. That's so crazy. And at least with Turo, it's just like, all right, you're in, you're out. You know, you don't have to be at any counter for an extended period of time. You know, so I, I kind of preferred it. So yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's actually pretty cool. I've never tried that. I've only done, I've only rented a car from my airport and whatnot. I've never tried that Turo app. I've always yeah, thought no, about doing that Toro app for like for like those fancy cars or whatever goofy stuff they got on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you want to go rent? Yeah, like, I'm I'm honestly thinking about just somebody's like wild somebody's wild ass ride one day. Dude, I'm honestly thinking about just like buying like a beat up car and like, like not even not a beat up car, but like running or you know buying like a, a 2012 2013 car, just running it out on Toro, paying it out in full, and just running it out on Toro. I mean, because like, it's not a terrible idea. I mean, shoot, if you're doing the, it in California, they're charging crazy money, apparently. Dude, I that was some crazy stuff, man. I mean, granted, there's that's like crazy. a delivery fee and stuff. Uh, I mean, no, that's crazy. <laughs> See, like, like usually, but that's like, California, I guess. I mean, that's, but, I don't but know, bro, but, like, shoot. usually, I, I, you know, if if I was running from Taro, I wouldn't mind, like, you know, uh getting like an uber to wherever the location is and just like picking up the car but i mean this is la at 8 30 at yeah. night god forbid there's like a delay and i gotta go into some neighborhood that i don't know at like 8 <laughs> 8 30 9 30 10 30 at night i'm good on that i don't know la for anything this is my first time going anywhere near the west coast so I was supposed to go to training. You'll be camp all right. It's like not that, that bad. I promise. They're, they're actually they're actually pretty friendly over there. If I'm being totally honest, oh, like, no, I've, no, I've, no, been no, this, I've been out there. I've been out there a bunch, and yeah, I've never had no problems. I can I can assure yeah, you. Certainly. And believe me, you're gonna be. You're, there's gonna be pre- plenty of friends out there, man. Half that stadium is gonna be in blue and white, oh. not blue and gold. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so. Uh, Thrive Fantasy is a great partner of Cowboys Beat. They do a really good job over there. And we have some props to talk about. There are some absolute plays in these player props. Dude, there's no doubt about it. So come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this NFL season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the available 20 player props to build your lineup. Each prop is a sign of fantasy value for both the over and the under uh, based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Use promo code CowboysBeat when you sign up today and you will receive an 100 percent instant deposit first match of up to a hundred hours download thrive fantasy on the app store or play store by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com sign up and prop up today all right rue is an absolute master when it comes to betting and he has some plays <laughs> for you guys uh you know i had a play last week um 
that uh, the only thing that didn't hit, like I recommended a play, and the only thing that didn't hit was the powered one. Um, because mm. I think like like we were talking before the show, you know, we were talking about locks. You said the only lock mm. there is is the Justin Fields under. I think that the Cowboys uh, going up against certain quarterbacks, the under is starting to become a lock because I think they've hit the under every single week. They have hit the under every single week that they have played. And not only that, it's been against elite talent. Week one, they held Tom Brady to 212 yards. You had 195 total yards after the sacks. They held Joe Burrow under 200. They held Justin Herbert. I mean, it's it's been phenomenal throughout everything that you're looking at throughout the season. They've held every single quarterback that they have faced under 200. And I'm going to tell you right now, even with Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford will not be the first quarterback to go for over 200 yards against this defense. It will not happen. That line opened up. We saw it the other day. That line opened up at 265. It is now at 255 and a half. I'm still slamming that under. Matthew Stafford will not clear that. That is not happening. Go jump on Thrive right now and go ahead and take advantage of that because those lines are going to start shrinking before you know it. So that's your first play, uh, Matt Stafford uh, under. That's my lock. That's definitely my lock of the week. If we're gonna if we're gonna focus on that game, that's my lock of the game. Uh, is gonna be the under. That's probably gonna be my lock for a good while, just depending on who's coming up. But um, definitely gonna go with Matthew Stafford under two hundred and fifty five and a half yards uh, for the game. And I mean, you want to get into some of these? We can get into a couple more of these if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Yeah. Um, Another one that I like, uh, I mean, it's no secret. Uh, Dallas has been relatively porous against the run. Um, that's probably the weakest part of our – that's probably the, re- the weakest part of our defense. I mean, obviously, if you're passing against us, I prefer it um, just because we've been, we've been taking, care of all, uh, taking care of that business all over the field. But when it comes to the run game, um, I really like Daryl Henderson over 32 and a half yards. Um, I feel like he can definitely accomplish that against this defense as, as good as they are. If they're vulnerable anywhere, it's going to be on the ground game. Another one to, to really look at is going to be Tyler Higby. We're getting J Ron curse back this week. You got Donovan Wilson back there. Who's been a man possessed. These guys are going to be on top of the tight end position. And I don't think Tyler Higby is going to be that guy this week at 47 and a half yards. I'm taking the under on Tyler Higby. Um, Cooper Cup is sitting there at 94 and a half. Now, here's the thing. You can't stop Cooper Cup. I don't think I don't think it's actually possible. But I will say this. If somehow Cooper is held under 50, under 75 in this game, we got to start having some serious conversations about our boy Trayvon Diggs that y'all have been disrespecting all offseason. Not you, but people. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Diggs is my boy. Um, the one thing that worries me about the Cooper, the the reason why I'm kind of shying away from that Cooper Cup line is because um, he had 19 targets just last week. Yeah, I mean, it's- oh yeah, definitely, he had 19 targets. But he, you know, he doesn't play out wide as much as let's just say a guy like Jamar Chase would play or a guy like Terry McLaurin would play. So you know, a lot of these matchups, if Cooper Cup's playing in the slot, he's going to be going up against a guy like. Deron Bland, if Jordan Lewis isn't playing, you know, I, I like Deron, nice young player there, but Cooper Cup's going to eat there. Yeah. And the thing is with Cooper, he's going to get the opportunity. So honestly, if we're going to talk about Cooper, I'd, I'd, I'd stay away from Cooper if we're being completely honest, but that's, that's basically going to be it for, for that side of the, for that side of this prop. Now, if we come over to the Dallas side, 
I'm gonna tell you right now, a lot of these are interesting. Some of these I'm not, I'm not really too keen on. But uh, if I'm, if I'm really looking at this, I really like the Tony Pollard. You got Tony Pollard here, rushing and receiving yards over 48 and a half. I understand Pollard had a bad week, but at 48 and a half for rushing as well as receiving for the game, he could pop that off in one play. And I mean, we talked about that ourselves. It's, it. He did it two weeks ago. It's this could be done in one in one foul swoop, one nice sweep, one one nice screenplay to Tony Pollard, and you you could pop off fifty yards in one or two plays, no doubt. So I like the over on Tony Pollard. Um, I also, you know, I started thinking about this, and we discussed this before we popped on. But when it comes to Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup only had twenty five yards last week. Okay, he's sitting there at thirty nine and a half yards. History tells you, though, he's actually done relatively well against Jalen Ramsey, which I know it's mostly going to be CD. But whoever's on the other side of, uh, you know, when when it comes to Michael Gallup could be vulnerable, could be something to definitely take a look at here with Michael Gallup. I'd like you to weigh in on it, though. Um, No, I, I, I definitely agree with you. And, you know, one thing I talked about with Michael Gallup is with Michael Gallup being back. Um, that's going to take some pressure off CD Lamb just because he is a talented dude. But I mean, yeah, Michael Gallup, 39 and a half. See, to me, I would actually stay away from that one. The one that I would look at is Dalton Schultz, 34 and a half. Now, I know ever since Cooper Rush has been the, uh, the quarterback, you know, Dalton Schultz hasn't been, you know, a dude for you. But I mean, 34 and a half. And, and another one to look at Ezekiel Elliott, 11 and a half receiving yards. They, uh, Ezekiel that, Elliott had that one play that, that he might did. be a play there. That might that be might, a play there. Because, that might because, be. And I mean, you really only need one play because on a, on a, on a screenplay, he can get 11 and a half. He definitely well, can. And, 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 and not only to take into account that when you have Cooper Rush, uh, when you're playing against, you know, a dude, like Aaron Donald on the other side of you. I mean, just regardless, even with Cooper Rush, you're going to have to get the ball out of your hands and, you know, check downs are going to be a thing. So. And and not only that, I feel like we're going to have to be a little bit more dynamic as an offense, because if we're being honest with ourselves, we're not going to get as lucky as we did last week with these penalties that saved us in a couple situations. It's not going to, they're not going to play as dirty and as unclean as the commanders did. They're a better team than them. As as much as they have struggled, you're not going to get as lucky with them as you as as you did with the commanders. That being said, I feel like those two games were perfect feel-out games for this offense, and they were a perfect situation to find out what we're really looking at with this O-line, and it's probably going to put us in a place where you might start to see this offense open up a little bit. I mean, it's 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 few weeks in for Cooper Rush now. I mean, this is what – this is, I guess, game number four now for this season for him. Um, and you're looking at, you're looking at a guy who's, you know, done pretty well, obviously stepping in for, uh, for, for Dak Prescott, but, you know, really looking at this for what we're going to need from this offense. I mean, I, I really think that Tony Pollard's going to be a great play at 48 and a half over on, on the rushing and the receiving yards. I also, I, I know you like Dalton Schultz. I'm, I'm really, I'm staying away from Dalton Schultz. If I'm being totally honest, he's just they've had, you know, they've had some other uh, tight ends get involved. I know Ferguson is questionable for the week. I don't know if he's actually going to play or not, but they have been kind of rotating these tight ends out. And Dalton Schultz, normal day, Dak Prescott in in, in the lineup, thirty four and a half. I'm jumping all over the over. 
but it's been a weird season for him. And I, I don't know if that's somebody I'm, I'm, I'm going to be leading, leaning on this week. If I'm going to put my money on it, if I, if I'm really feeling good about somebody in the Cowboys offense, I really feel good about Tony Pollard based on the history. I really feel good about Michael Gallup as well. Uh, if we're going to look at, if we're going to look at two guys, when it comes to CD sitting there at 61 and a half, I feel like this game's not going to be as high scoring as, you know, people think, um, 61 and a half, you know, I feel like that's kind of a low number for him if I'm being totally honest because, I mean, he just went off for 95 last week. But also also that's something that I might stay away from now. Like CeeDee Lamb, you know, like to me, I think the highest, you know, possibilities if you're making a parlay here is Cooper Cooper Rush 241 and a half yards. I think that's uh, passing push rushing yards. I think that is high yeah that does seem kind of high for him i mean he's been doing what like 220 230 in the last few weeks and that's basically and I, what he's I, kind of been hovering around and i like that ezekiel elliott play at 11 and a half receiving I, I really i really love that i love that honestly if we we're going to lock something down i'd go ezekiel elliott over 11 and a half for the for the for the receiving yards you got tony pollard over 48 and a half for rushing and receiving and then I'm going to go under on Matthew Stafford at 255 and a half, over on Daniel Daryl Henderson at 32 and a half, and ug- under on Tyler Higby at 47 and a half. I think those are some solid plays for you for the week if you want to take advantage of some of the Thrive Bucks that you're going to get from using that Cowboys Beat promo code. Yep, and that's uh, that's a perfect segue there. Yeah, Cowboys Beat uh, will get you if you use that promo code, will get you an 100% match of up to 100 dollars. So make sure to go check that out. If you were to put in ten dollars on this parlay that uh rue over here just perfectly laid out for you guys you would win 205 dollars but if you use my promo code and get that 100 percent instant deposit match of up to 100 dollars if you were to deposit 10 dollars you would get 20 so you could put 20 on this parlay if you put 20 on this parlay you could win 410 dollars the 21 i'm not mad at you i'm not mad at you doesn't 20 to 1 doesn't sound bad to me whatsoever. Okay, so we're four games through the season here. You know, usually that's a quarter of the way through the season, but they got that 17th game now. So yeah, you know. A tad on we're basically we're basically yeah, they're yeah. playing they're playing Thursday night as we speak. So so 3.75. Uh I, I yeah. don't even know. Yeah. We're, we're a quarter of the way. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. We're whatever it may be, like 23% of the way through the season. What are your takeaways of this team so far? This defense is way better than anybody expected it to be. This offensive line is better than anybody expected it to be. Uh, this team has performed better. Uh, we they were calling they were calling the season over after week one. Even I was frustrated and upset and angry after watching what I watched in week one. I was pissed. But the fact of the matter is, the last three weeks, this team has done everything that they needed to do. And now you're looking at this team with Cooper Rush at the helm. And we're really talking about beating the Rams, the Super Bowl defending champions, with Cooper Rush. And it's an actual possibility. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that line, if for all you guys in those states where you can legally bet those uh, those sports betting league, those games that line opened at like 220 money line cowboys plus 220 it dropped 
after the loss for the Rams to 175, it is now back up to 190. You can still get like double your money. Go ahead and go take advantage of Vegas this week because I really think that you're going to see this Cowboys team do exactly what they've been doing and realize that last week, you know, you made some mistakes. You got lucky a few times. Wake up call. I don't care how pissed off the Rams are. The <laughs> lamb chops are getting served on Sunday. Yeah, and, and you want to know what with the Rams, like they're, we talked about this on the phone yesterday. The Rams have a better defense than the Commanders, but I think yeah. they're comparable. Um, and I don't know. They're way better on the better. back end. They're better yeah, on the back oh, no. end. And, and, sure. and, and that's where, like, I, I kind of think, like, the, you know, the front four there. Like the, the front seven is very comparable. Like if we're being honest with ourselves, especially that front four, like good God, the commander's like, front like four the, is very good. Like you have, you have Aaron Donald on the Rams, but you counter that with the fact that you have two absolute gangsters on that Washington offensive line with uh, Allen <laughs> and uh, uh, Duran point, uh, Duran Payne. I mean, those two are absolute gangsters, um, but yeah, no, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. Few games through the season here. Four games through the season. The one word I would use to describe this Cowboys team is resilient. This is a Absolutely. resilient team. I mean, go back to years past. If this happened, we would be completely writing off the season. We you saw know? what but, happened. We saw what happened just a few years ago. Oh yeah, we definitely. Saw, we, we lost. We won three games or whatever. Before I get into what I'm going to say, how funny is it that all these guys on ESPN look and Fox Sports and all that look so dumb? Ryan Clark, longtime Steeler Ryan Clark, predicted Cowboys could go to the Super Bowl just like the other day. Like it was, yeah, I, no, it was I saw that clip. I, I I know exactly. Dude, it was my first take. I started dying. I was like, it's, "Oh, really?" But see, <laughs> but see, you want to know why? Like when it comes to a situation like that, where you're talking about, uh, is the season over after week one? I stood on here on Cowboys beat tonight, and I said the season's not over, and that's you're, always you're the right ground, answer. No that's always the right answer because if later on you come to find out, yeah, they're they're not a very good team. You're still right because at that point you said, "Hey, yeah." Because at that point of the season, the season wasn't over. Now at this I mean, part we were, of the season, if, yeah. now I feel comfortable saying that. But like when I saw all this, you know, I, I, I don't even, I, I don't understand why I even get caught up watching ESPN because it's, oh, it's in Fox <laughs> Sports. It's like I don't, I don't turn on the channel. Like I'll be going on to like you know I'll type in like Dallas Cowboys uh, for like interview clips for the TikTok page or whatnot, and sure. I I see just a wacky headline, and I'm it's it's like going to the bar with your friends on a Friday night. Nothing good comes out of it, but it's so damn tempting to do. <laughs> You're like, hey, what good is going to come out of, of this? Am I going to learn anything about the Cowboys? No, I'm not. Because pretty much anything you can learn about this team, you have a bunch of... I, I think that the content creators in the Cowboys community far better than pretty much any other team out there. Like you, I mean, have, you definitely get you you definitely get some better insider information from the guys who really follow the Cowboys. I mean, like Fish. Fish is a big one for me. I love Fish. Um RJ, I love RJ. RJ brings you all the great news. 
Michael Gelkin. That like a lot of these dudes, they're all just regular guys that follow the Cowboys, and you know they report and they're there and they do their thing. But yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely with you on that because a lot of these guys that are on these shows, it's, it's you know it's for the reaction. It's it's for whatever they need it to be. <laughs> oh, there's there, nothing cracked me up more than when. Uh, I saw a TikTok today of Colin Coward, and he said, the Eagles are not a Super Bowl team. I sent it to all my Eagles friends that were sending me clips of Colin Coward ripping the the Cowboys. And I'm like, hey, I just wanted to send you guys this uh, since you wanted to uh, send me all these videos of Colin Coward trashing the Cowboys. I just wanted to And I mean, is he wrong? He's not wrong. Like, as good as this team is, let, let's, let's just play out the scenario real quick for, for the Eagles. They're 0 and 5 against the Cardinals last five meetings. Is no that guarantees right? they're 0 and 5. If I'm See, not mistaken, I, 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 I'll pull it up again. But if, if I'm not mistaken, in the last five meetings against the Cardinals, they're 0 and 5. I want them, I, I, I want them to go, I want them to be undefeated going into that Cowboys game. Not me. Have the Cowboys have the Cowboys go in there on that Sunday night and can if if they can just completely silence that team. That but imagine this scenario. Fantastic. Imagine this scenario just for a second. Imagine for a second the Eagles lose to the Cardinals and we beat the Rams and then they lose to us. I'd put them at, they'd be at four and two four at that two. point, wouldn't they? See, and, and you want to know what that's like? Like to me, like the logical side of me is, is saying I would prefer that. I would just prefer that. But I'm like, not mad the, at that. The, the trash talking side would love nothing more for them to be just built up to the sky, all for Dallas to go into Philly on that Sunday night. Everybody with high oh, hopes, and they're going to win the Super Bowl just for oh, yeah. Dan Quinn and that defense to completely neutralize that offense. Because I, I mean, I think they will. I mean, I, I I'm gonna we're gonna I, get back. To I the will say, Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, you know, uh, we'll talk about the Eagles when it's Eagles week. Let me, let me. Yeah, let me, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We'll leave that for next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I almost got lost in the sauce there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more excited try, about that one than what, this one. If I'm being honest, you, you know, I'm going to try and get some Eagles fans on this uh, on this podcast next week. Maybe we can, you know, spar it out with them. Um, That'll be fun. Get some good content for you guys. But uh, yeah, now going back to, I mean, look, the Cowboys are a resilient bunch. I mean, you lose Doc Prescott. I thought I thought at the best they were going to be two and two coming out of that. I could I could not have seen three and one. But that just speaks to what the Cowboys have built uh, as a team and the roster that they put forward. The fact that you can lose as many guys as they did: Ty Smith, Dak Prescott, Michael Gallup wasn't there, Dalton Schultz wasn't there, Jaron Curse, Connor McGovern was out. Even though he's trash, uh, you had Matt Forniak playing left guard. You know, like. You had Tyler Smith moved to left tackle. You trained him to be waiting, guard. I'm just waiting for tackle. these penalties that were waiting to happen. I'm just I waiting for know. I, where I, where, I, where I are all it. these penalties that I've just waiting to happen? All these penalties that are just waiting and, and to that's happen what I'm from saying. Tyler like, Smith. I'm, Tyler Smith I'm, is a walking penalty waiting to happen. Isn't that what they I said? Know. I know. You want to you know, I'm, I'm so proud of some of these guys on this team that have, you know, came into the season that were utterly slandered and are, Standing up for themselves, Tyler Smith, Trayvon, Trayvon. Diggs. Big Dak's got to Trayvon be the next Diggs. guy. Dak's got to be the next practice? guy. He's got to. We talking about there. practice? We talking about? Yeah, practice? I know. I know. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um. Oh yeah, with the that 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 was so silly, oh, dude. But yeah, come I mean, on, man. Overall, as a whole, I mean, three and one. 
If you were to tell me that after that Buccaneers game that we're three and one, I I'd have called I would you a liar. I, 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 I would have been ecstatic. Yeah. And guess what? They're three and one. So I mean, yeah. as a whole, I love what I see from uh this team, you know, going into uh the second quarter of the season here, you know, three and one coming out of this. I mean, this was a, a, a rough schedule. We looked at this and said, this could be yeah. tough because you're going up against we, the we looked at this. We looked at this from every angle. We looked at the schedule from every angle, from the ugly side of it to what it, you know, to the potential greatness of what it could be. I mean, it right now it's leaning on towards a greatness, even without that. When you have this kind of record against these kind of opponents, I don't care. Like, I, Everybody talking about we ain't played nobody. And that it's like, are y'all just going off of what happened before? Are we just pretending like we just haven't played anybody? Who have the Eagles played since we're talking about who hasn't played anybody? Yeah, I know. And and you want to know what's funny? It's it's so funny to me. Like people say this, like, oh, who have the Cowboys played? The 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 beginning of the reigning AFC champions, and they beat them. I we'll save that for another time because because we'll just oh, man we'll oh, we'll we're losing on that I'll, because they're I'll, crazy like you can use that excuse quite often some I mean there's there's times where you can use that excuse you can't say that this season the hardest they've the, all preseason all I heard was the beginning of the schedule is the hardest part of the season for the Cowboys they got to get to the beginning of the schedule beginning of the schedule we're three and one to the beginning of the schedule the hardest part of our season yeah yeah see I like, love how I we thought, beat the Giants and now all of a sudden they're frauds yeah and they were two and zero though. Dude, I, 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 it's, it's, uh, I got to stop why uh, I reading some of those headlines. Cause look, I'm trying to get a hair transplanted here in the f- next few years and I'm trying to save some money on you that. Pull it I'm off not trying. Yeah. I'm not trying to push my hairline back even more than it already is right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get a hair transplant and, and, and actually save some money here. Uh, because, uh, you know, I'll, I'll really be breaking the bank if I, if I lose any more, uh, of my hair due to the fact that these, some of these people just make me want to rip it out. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it oh, happens. Man. I mean, I get it. No, I get oh, it. I mean, man. sometimes, sometimes it's, I do. It's, 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 it's aggravating, but I mean, just overall as a whole, um, I, I, I like what I say, you know, definitely it's, it's a good start to the season. There's a lot of things um, to be excited about and we're getting oh, healthy. Yeah. We're getting and healthy so, at the right time. Like we're, everybody's coming back. Like everybody's coming back, and it's like, all right, baby. And before you know it, Dak's gonna be back, and it's gonna so, be a different. Like it's gonna be different. So hear me out for a second here. You know, going into the second quarter of the season, approaching the trade deadline here, I believe week eight, week nine. I think that the Cowboys should go make a move because I mean, look at some of the past few Super Bowl winners. They make midseason moves. You know, the Rams added Odell Beckham and Von Miller, two guys that were crucial in their playoff run. If I'm the Cowboys, I trade for Roquan Smith and I sign Odell Beckham. You sign Roquan Smith. I think that because let's be honest here, like the Cowboys, the weakness of their defense is the fact that teams are getting out on the perimeter and uh, running the ball on the perimeter. Like that's the weakness yeah. of this defense. They're having trouble setting the edge. And I think a lot of that comes from that duo of LVE and Anthony Barr. I don't like that duo whatsoever. And I think if you add Roquan Smith to this team, I think that a lot of those problems go away. And a guy like Roquan Smith, I mean, you could probably trade He's a second player. You could trade a second round pick for him. I think if you're I telling me all it takes a second round pick, I think even it's a only third a third. 
But I mean, even I if it's a third it's round pick for even if it's a third round pick for Roquan Smith, right? Damn, there are some sirens going off in the background here. Uh, I apologize, oh, you guys. You I can't hear him. I can't hear it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's a third round pick, I mean, there's no excuse why the Cowboys shouldn't make that happen, even if it's just a one year rental. Because look, not many times do you get a team like this to where you are three and one and you don't have your quarterback and you're getting guys back from injury. I mean, I, I thought that the the problem that I had with the Cowboys last season is they didn't add on to their roster midseason last year. Like Super Bowl teams do that. They just add guys. Like look at uh, the Buccaneers a few years ago. They added Antonio Brown. He was a big part of their playoff run. Like the Cowboys need to go out there and make moves, uh, you know, to help them in the second half of that season and ultimately yeah. a playoff run. Because I mean, you only, the Cowboys can be an all-in team this year. They really can. You know, yeah. look at the NFC. It's wide open. It's up for grabs. And guess what? It Philly, is. they're so aggressive with the way they build their team. I wouldn't be surprised if they go make a move. If they go make a move, there's no excuse as to why you shouldn't go make a move. And to me, the two that make the sense the most, Odell Beckham, it helps out that receiver uh, receiver room. And Roquan Smith, you go trade him. If, if it's a third-round pick, there's no excuse. Go trade him because you're going to get a third-round compensatory pick for Randy Gregory. You add yeah. Roquan Smith to that defense, and you add Odell Beckham to that receiver room with Gallup and Lamb and Washington and whoever else it may be. Now we're we're cooking here. Like a few a few weeks ago, when people were talking about, well, let's sign Odell Beckham because James Washington went out. I I, I wasn't with it. I mean, I, I I I wasn't with it because I was like, yeah, he's going to be back by November, December. Now I'm looking at that. I'm like, yeah, we can start dancing with that question. We really could start dancing with that question. Um, because I mean, you, you, you don't come across teams this often, the team that you built, you don't come across that quite often. This is a team that can contend to win the whole damn thing. And mm-hmm. if you go out as there wide open as the NFC, as wide open as the NFC as a whole is this season, that's absolutely you, true. You, you gotta go all in. You gotta go trade for guys. And, like hey, you know what? I, I do want to say one thing. When it comes to that, because there's been a lot of rumors, and you're talking about going all in, there's been a lot of rumors swirling around a guy named DJ Moore hanging out in Carolina. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. But see, here's my thing, right? Like, I think Odell Beckham. I mean, it depends on what it costs, right? Because yeah. Odell is a free agent. But I got to wonder, in my own mind, after all these injuries, after the Achilles, after another ACL, after this, after that, how much does he have left in the tank? He's still Odell Beckham Jr. But these injuries pile up, and it takes – these ACLs, man, they take time. And he's coming off another – like, this is another huge injury. I mean, it, you, so, you know – So you want to know what I heard about up. the – you want to know what I heard about the Odell Beckham injury? So when he tore his ACL for the first time, um, the surgery didn't go all that well. When he mm. uh, tore yeah, his ACL again, when he tore his ACL again – it was on the same. It was on the same knee. The doctors mm-hmm. were able to go in there and properly do the surgery. So apparently, the surgery went really well. And okay. him tearing his ACL again, some doctors said it might have extended his career. Wow! Really? So that's that's. I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting to hear. I will say that that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's almost like if that's and the it, case, it's almost like it was meant to be. <laughs> that's kind of funny. It's the Cleveland Browns. I mean, like, you know, 
they're they're just they, I mean they they have a history I don't care, if we're being honest. I don't care things. I don't care how much talent that team has. They are a bottom tier franchise. I mean, just the way they run their franchise, they are just they're bottom tier by every standard. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I don't want to. They've been. They, they, yeah, we, we don't need to get into the. I don't even want to get into the But there's something else. But yeah, man, if if we're gonna go all in, I love the Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith would be awesome. I I really wanted Roquan Smith before the season even started. As soon as they were talking about Roquan Smith is available, I was like, please go get this man. I mean, if you only want third round pick, please go get this man like right now. It's not in our nature to go out and spend money on draft picks. You know that. I mean, it's it's just not in our nature. I don't know when the last time we made a big. I think the last big free agent signing that we made was Molly Cooper, right? Uh, yeah. They, they I mean, he wasn't free agent. I, we traded a first. For but him. we trade. We traded. We traded yeah. for Amari Cooper. But that was the last time we made a big move like that, which you never know. But I will say the, the DJ Moore thing is, you know, eyebrow raising for me just because, I mean, obviously it's a position of need and he's obviously not happy with Baker Mayfield just because, I mean, who would be? And it's just one of those situations where it's like, hey, man, if for the right price, because I, I don't even think his contract's very expensive, if I'm not mistaken. He's, well, he, I, don't and, think, I think he's under 20. And not only that, right? Uh, Fantasy owners are not very happy with DJ Moore. I know because I am uh, a fantasy owner that has DJ Moore on his team. And oh, uh, yeah, ba- Baker, Baker, you got to get your stuff together, bro. Because you're, uh, you know, you're kind of killing it for me. I, uh, he doesn't like his one. He doesn't like his number ones, man. He don't like them. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, Baker Mayfield, but he just don't he's, like them. He's just he's he's something else, man. Um, I'll tell you what. No, but I mean, I like the DJ Moore uh, idea. I I just believe that um, if you're gonna spend you know if, if you're gonna spend high draft capital on a on a player i wouldn't hate dj more but i think roquan smith i mean man you add oh. that kid to because here's oh, yeah. and here's the reason why right you add that kid to that defense that's fantastic i trust kellen or i, I trust uh dan quinn more with a new toy than i do kellen more like so for example no like if we traded a second round pick for Roquan Smith. I feel like we're going to be able to get more out of Roquan Smith and get more value from that pick than we would if we were to get DJ Moore and have DJ Moore, uh, you know, have Kellen, uh, you know, coordinate uh, plays for DJ Moore. I just, and, and if we're being honest, just like what you said, if I'm going to get somebody a brand new toy, I'm getting it for I'm getting it for DJ, uh, for Dan Quinn because the fact of the matter is I, I'm really I'm, I'm I'm fine with the receivers that we have. We don't use some of the speeds like use the speedster that's sitting there wearing number nine on our sideline. You gave him that number. I mean, let, let's put him on the field. I want to so, I want to see Cavante Turpin in some action for sure. But I'm honestly I'm okay with our receiving core. I'm not I'm not really all that disappointed with our receiving core. I feel like Noah Brown has stepped in and done a really good job. Uh, CD's coming into his own, and Michael Gallup slowly but surely is just getting healthier and healthier. And we've already seen, you know, him, you know, make make an impact on the game with an early touchdown from in his first his, game. His two his two plays were huge against the Commanders. Huge, fifteen yard, uh, and the PI and the PI. Because yeah. I still maintain yeah. if it, if it wasn't if it wasn't Michael, that's probably getting picked. But because he's such a freak athlete and he can go up and get it, that's why he got two. Do you got two guys draped on him? Yeah. I mean, you know, and some other receiver, it might not, it might not go down like that. But all that being said, if I can get Roquan on his defense, y'all ain't running like y'all are right now on this. <sighs> y'all ain't running like y'all are. Y'all ain't gonna run like y'all ain't gonna Man. get these six, seven yard runs on first and second down. It ain't happening. Man, not, not with Roquan in my, not with Roquan. 
Because at that point, right? Like, I feel like at that at that point you could have like I, I think a great combo in that box would be Roquan and Jaron Curse. Then you have Donovan Wilson and Malik Hooker playing back. Nobody, not a lot of people are talking about Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker's having a really good season, but nobody's the best safeties in the league. Nobody's throwing it to him. We have the best safeties in the league. There is no team. That's there's no room. team in the NFL with better safeties than the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't exist. There's no that's team with better safety than us. That's Not even the Green room. Bay Packers. I know you cheeseheads are over there losing your minds right now. Not even y'all have better safeties than we do. No. 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 I, no I mean, one. Donovan Wilson's the second ranked safety from NFL next gen stats. And he and might J- not even be the J- best Ron safety back. on this team. <laughs> he might not even be the best safety. J-Ron curses. J-Ron, J-Ron's still that man. Like, I still love me some J-Ron curse. Like, as great as Donovan is, I love J-Ron, though. J-Ron's that man. So, I, I, I'm going to talk like, to you God, about Lee, They're going to be so fresh all year long. It's going to be beautiful. I might have talked to you about it uh, sometime this week. Maybe it was on the uh, the post-game show for the Commanders game. Um, the thing I look at, at you know, um, uh, what's his name? Donovan Wilson. I think he'll make more plays than J. Ron Curse, but he'll also make more mistakes as well. Like, like J. Ron Curse is going to make plays, but his like, you know, mistakes are going to be far less than a guy like Donovan Wilson. He's a, you know, he's more steady. Like J. Ron Curse yeah. is steady, but makes a lot of We've plays. He's a really good open field tackler. He's really good at covering tight ends. And that's the thing, you know, these safeties kind of do different things. Like Malik is just flat out fantastic in coverage. Um, and then you got a guy like Izzy Mukwamu who's kind of making some things happen as well. That's another guy nobody's talking about. Like he's not like a superstar or anything, but he, he, he was, he was lighting it up in the game. He was lighting it up in the game. He had a but couple he, like he's like a he's like a solid depth guy as well. So like he is, yeah, for sure. dude, there's a nice you're not getting guy. any argument. We're not, and like we're not losing we're not losing anything on these rotations. We're not vulnerable. I am not worried about nothing. Like I'm not. I don't care. I don't. Yeah, Marquise doing his thing. Like I'm not mad at any one of these rotations. Dan Quinn is a mother loving wizard, bro. He's a wizard. (laughs) I don't know how he's doing this. Like I I would love, I would love to have Dan Quinn. I, you know, I would love to have Dan Quinn on the the show. Like you know, not even just on the show, just talking to the guy outside of the. I would, I would love to ask him, what safety group do you feel better about? (laughs) <laughs> the safety group now That's the hardest question on the planet dude. Like, this safety nah, group now with all the depth so that you have talent. or you do you know where i'm going with this question what safety group do you feel better about the one this year with dono and malik hooker ooh, and jaron don't go there we're gonna talk about the legion do you feel better about, about that 2013 safety group with cam chancellor and earl thomas ooh. I would love to legion. ask him that question. That's the legion. If, we talking if, about the if, legion if, now. If anybody in the media is watching this show, <laughs> ask him that question. Somebody ask Dan Quinn. Please Who's the best safety group? That's Please probably a question for the question. end. Of, that's probably a question for the end of the season. But I'm gonna tell you this. I, Oof, that's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. So I mean, one. like, yeah, go, uh, we definitely have that more. potential. There's no doubt. Going back to the whole, you know, Roquan and and Odell situation. Um, I mean, like, what, like, would you be opposed? Like, if the Cowboys signed Odell Beckham, what's your reaction? I'm not mad. I'm not mad, and I don't think it'll cost a lot. I mean, it'll probably be on like a one-year deal. Hey, 
It'll probably be on like a one-year deal. Nothing, nothing, nothing too concerned. Sorry, I got the dogs going crazy. Um, but I mean, no, I'm not mad if they sign Odell. I mean, obviously, Odell's a very talented player. I think Odell obviously brings a lot of dynamic to this team in terms of what he could offer in terms of experience. And, it, you know, it would be nice to see him play against the Giants in a Cowboys uniform, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. um, but, I mean, yeah, I think, I think I, I'm not against the move. I would obviously, if, if, if you're asking me who I'd rather have, I definitely would rather have Roquan Smith. If, 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 if we're going for somebody, that's, that's who I'd want. That's why I wanted at the beginning, you know, if if it wasn't going to be, if it wasn't going to be, you know, oh my God, now I'm blanking out on, he actually plays for the Rams now. If it wasn't going to be Bobby Wagner, you know, I was, you know, Roquan, once he became available, it was like, man, dude, let's jump on that. Cause you gotta go get him, man. Yeah. Like, dude, come on. Like he's not even trade capital. It's not even that much. We're talking third round. You know, I mean, I can, I can live with getting Roquan for a third round pick from being honest. And then, and when it comes to the contract, I mean, figure it out. Y'all got the money. Let's not play around here. And e- even even if it's even if it's just yeah, we need you for a half a year rental. We're going all in. And but, yeah, but I mean, we're not going to have the money to sign you after the season. If if it's just for a third or even second round pick, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. You don't I'm, know how many I'm times sh- it's going to come up. I'm sure he won't miss watching Justin Fields on the other side of the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Twenty times a game. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, like, like <laughs> you have that type. Like these type of years just don't come around all that often. You got to act on them. You have to act uh, act on that. Or you know, a team like Philadelphia is going to go make a move and they're going to bring somebody in. Which I mean, I don't want them to do they, that. The thing is, they're going to. The Philadelphia exactly. Eagles are going to pick somebody up. Like this is like. Knocking on the Cowboys' door, like, hey, they are not gonna, they're not gonna rest on their laurels up north in the North Sea. They're not, they're not gonna just be hanging out in Pennsylvania. They are going to make moves. I have no doubt in my mind that by by the latter part of this season, they are going to do something. What I have no idea because I really could care less. I don't care about them, but it's they're gonna do something. We need to make sure we're we're on the same playing field for damn sure. Exactly, and hey, hey, man, you get Roquan Smith. I don't oh, forget I, it. I don't see forget how they. I, I I don't see how as good as they've been talking about this Philadelphia Eagles defense is. Guess what? They're not better than ours. They're not. They and if you had Roquan how Smith, many points they, they certainly won't be better. Yeah, better. hell no. Shit, if we got Roquan, it's not close. It's man, not close. Yeah, I I I couldn't I couldn't even imagine. The only thing, the and only then, thing, and you know what? No, we're gonna save that for that week. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep getting sidetracked with them damn Definitely. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's hard not to because <laughs> it's you, hard, man. It's hard. Some of these people yeah, out but here the game's so close. Like, streets. I know. It, it, we, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but what do you think yeah, of I mean, this game, man? Odell Beckham, re, but real quick before we get into the oh, Rams uh, Cowboys game, like Odell Beckham on this offense, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I'm not mad. would you have any final thoughts on this? We actually, I thought this was a really good segment to be honest with you. I mean, no, uh, we pretty much, we pretty much hit it. I don't, I don't think there's anybody out there that's like truly available that comes to mind that we've heard about, um, outside of those two really. Yeah. Outside of those. And obviously DJ Moore. Um, but I mean, I'm not mad at any of that, and honestly, it, it it is a great point to bring up because the fact of the matter is they do they do need to get on the ball in terms of hey, this, 
this we still have a chance to win this division, possibly win the NFC. Like, I mean, it's you know, you you're talking about a top three finish in this in this division. It's not out of reach. It's definitely possible. In this conference, yeah, no, definitely. That's, yeah, that's, that's why you, I mean, in this conference, yeah, absolutely. You got to act on it. So, yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. So, uh, let's talk about the Rams versus the Cowboys. Let's go through the injury report real quick. Uh, Quentin Bohanna, uh, he's got a shoulder limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Noah Brown, he had a neck full practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Jake Ferguson, he had a knee. Didn't practice on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Moy Cooker, full practice Wednesday and Thursday. He has a thumb. Um, we have J. Ron Curse. He has a knee. Uh, full practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Jordan Lewis, he has a groin. Didn't practice on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Uh, we have Connor McGovern. He has the ankle. Full practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Doc Prescott, right thumb, didn't practice uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Dalton Schultz, uh, he has the knee, full practice on Wednesday, Thursday. And Donovan Wilson, he had uh, an ankle, limited on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And then CeeDee Lamb did not, did not participate on Thursday. He had a groin injury. Apparently, he's good to go from what I've heard. Um, and then on the Rams side of things, Brian Allen, the center, uh, he has a knee Wednesday, Thursday, didn't practice. Uh, Kobe Durant, cornerback, hamstring, didn't participate Wednesday, Thursday. Jordan Fuller, uh, defensive back, hamstring, did not participate Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, Coleman Shelton, uh, center, ankle, uh, didn't participate Wednesday or Thursday. David Edwards, guard. Uh, limited on Wednesday and Thursday. David, uh, no, uh, David Edwards was limited on Wednesday. He was full on Thursday. David Long, uh, he had a groin defensive back. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Taylor Rapp, he's a safety. Uh, he had a rib, uh, and he was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. So that is the injury report up to this point. Um, so far, obviously, the injury report will continue to get updated as the game comes closer, and you might be hearing this, and there might be different news coming out. So um, let's talk about this Cowboys-Commanders game. Uh, what are your thoughts going into this game? Into the Rams game? Yeah, into the Rams game, yep. Um, my thoughts going into the game, I want to see less mistakes than I saw last week. I want to see a cleaner game. I want to see more consistency out of the O-line. If I... Um, just, just a couple things. I, I, I'm, I'm not mad at the play calling. I feel like Kellen Moore really stuck to his guns. You know, the, it was 50-50 on the play calling. If I'm not mistaken, we had 25 passes, 25 run, or 27 passes, 27 runs. Um, so I'm definitely happy with that. Uh, I'd like to see more productivity out of the run game, if I'm being honest. But again, that that's going to start with the O line and being more consistent on the O line. I, I really want to see Cooper Rush, kind of, you know settle down a little bit. I feel like he was trying to do a lot, a lot last week. I feel like that's why some of those mistakes were coming because he was just trying to do more than he he's been doing. I want him to kind of slow it down and just kind of do, you know, go back to how you were. Cause I, I feel like last week's game against the commanders was a really sloppy game where a lot of our mistakes as happy as we were after the game was over. A lot of our mistakes were hidden by the egregious mistakes that the commanders were making on defense not to mention the mistakes that they were making on offense. Um, 
but looking at looking at what I'm looking at this matchup that we have, I feel like if we really take away this run game and force the Rams to have to throw the ball, I think it's going to put us in a good position to win. I think that's how we've won most of these games because, you know, uh, the, our our pass defense is really the strength of this team. One thing that I really want to see from the offense more than anything, if we're not going to get points. I don't want to see three and outs. Our first four drives, two of them were three and outs in the last game. If you're gonna drive, I mean, just drive. Give me, give me, give your defense a couple first downs at least. If you're not gonna come away with points, at least give me at least three or four first downs. It's just something. Stay on the field longer than a three and out. Give this defense a chance to, you know, continue to the success that they've had because the teams that we play, the better they get, the less opportunity you're gonna have to make these kinds of mistakes. No, yep, definitely, definitely. You're absolutely correct in saying that. Um, you know, it's it's funny with the rushing attack, right? I understand that, yes, the running game wasn't as effective as, um, you know, we would like it to be. But from those uh, rushes, I mean, like you were able to let the other team know, hey, we're committing to the run. And because of that, you have to stay honest. And if you're, you know, um, if you're not staying honest, then we're just going to run a play action play and Cooper rush is the number one rated quarterback on play action passes right now. So that's one thing um, that the Cowboys are doing really well to help Cooper rush out um, is these play action passes. And, you know, I mean, this is something we saw from Dak last year. Dak was extremely yeah. effective on uh, play action passes. So, no you know, when Dak Prescott comes back, you're pretty much getting the same, uh, the same thing. Um, when it comes to the play action passes, he's going to be very efficient in doing that. But I think from the pocket, Dak, Dak will be the uh, better quarterback. That's where Cooper Rush is struggling. So overall as a whole, um, I think that the, this is a very winnable game for the Cowboys. I think that uh, on the offensive side of the football, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Cal Moore's, I mean, he's calling good games. I mean, these last three games, he's called a good game. He's fighting the urge to throw the football as regularly as he normally does. Um, And, you know, that's what's going to win you games here, especially with Cooper Rush as your quarterback, you know? Um, So, yeah, I mean, offense, you know, it'd be great if they got more going over the air. But if they just continue to uh, on this more disciplined type of game plan that Kellen Moore has been calling over the past few weeks, then I think offensively you should be fine. You should be able to score at least you know seventeen points on this uh, on this defense. And if you score seventeen points as an offense, I think that the Cowboys can hold the Rams to under seventeen points. I mean, let's not uh, kid ourselves here. The Bills held them to ten points. The Niners held them to nine points. I think the Cowboys' defense is right up there with them, if not better mm-hmm. than those those teams. So you know, I, I fully expect that they can they can hold uh, you know their uh, their offense to under seventeen points. And if that's the case, then we're looking uh, really good on the defensive side of the football. It's very simple. You have to go after Matt Stafford. They're going to run the football a lot because the way to uh, slow down a pass rush is to run the football. Um, but the problem is, I just don't think that the Rams have the personnel up front to really, you know, get things going. Let's be honest here: the Cowboys did struggle on those perimeter runs versus the Commanders, but at the same time, when you look at the second half, they cleaned it up. They, just- they had. They, they had like 42 yards on the ground in the second half. If you can get 42 yards in the first and second half, 84 yards total on the ground for the opponent. I can live with it. 
that's very good. That's very good. So because they're going to be under two hundred passing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. take that all day long. Uh, yeah, I mean, man, if they can get this run uh, defense uh, going, like like the interior stuff, they're fine on with Osa, Neville, and Quentin Bohanna, but it's those perimeter runs that they struggle with. I do have one thing because there's been a lot of talk about Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons shows up on your stat sheet this week. This is the week he shows up on your stat sheet. He's been busting his hump these last two weeks, getting hurries, getting – he's been doing his job. Like uh, anybody who's thinking uh, Micah Parsons fell off just because he hasn't gotten a few sacks, you're not watching the game. Like it's plain and simple. That's the bottom line. And the fact of the matter is it shows up on that stat sheet this week because that offensive line for the Rams is completely different without Andrew Whittington. Completely. Whitworth, yeah. Whitworth, excuse me. Remember, Hassan yeah. Reddick's better than him now. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Stop it. We're that. not doing it. That's next yeah, week. We're not, we're not even it. going there. I'm not entertaining this. Oh, no, no, definitely. I, I, I had to say that joke. I, You want to know what? When I saw that on my YouTube <laughs> you keep feed, that. I was you just keep like, that picture. You keep I, that picture for as long as you can. When it popped up on my YouTube feed, when it popped up on my YouTube feed, I I I was like I don't even want to entertain this, but I was like you want to know I kind of do I kind of do so I ended up no. you know clicking onto that and of course you know I'm, I don't want to get into that, but no I mean yeah, yeah. you're you're one hundred percent correct the uh, plays that Micah Parsons uh, is involved in I mean yeah they're sending two three guys he's getting so much attention but you want to know what's happening from all that attention that Micah Parsons is Everybody's getting Everybody's eating Dante Fowler. Dorrance Armstrong, Demarcus mm-hmm. Lawrence, Anthony Barr is coming down and making plays. Leighton Van Der Esch is coming down and making plays. Oh, did you see? Hold on. I just I have to bring this up because it, it was one of those things because we, we haven't talked about Sam Williams a ton. Oh, did you see, did you see the Sam Williams tackle? He's a gang. Logan man. Thomas up and threw him into Yo. J.D. McKissick. Yo, you got we we got one with Sam Yo! man. We Sam is a monster. I was yeah, like, we, dude, we, we got one he with threw, Sam Williams. He threw, no- threw, he threw Logan Thomas into JD McKissick, and JD went crumbling down like Jenga. It was bad, bro. There's it no doubt in my bad. mind. We got one in in Sam Williams. Definitely, we got one in Sam Williams. But yeah, on on defense, I you know, it's two guys that they build their defense around, and that's Cooper Cup and that's. Tower Higby. And you know, no, if if, if I knew how to shut down Cooper Cup, I would not be talking to you right now. I wouldn't oh, be no. broadcasting this right now. No. I'm not even broadcasting, but recording this right now. I'd be in an NFL uh yeah. coaching staff somewhere. So I don't have and the answer. Figure on how out to how stop you figure Cooper that Cup. out. <laughs> I don't have an answer on how to stop Cooper Cup. This guy has been consistently really, really good. So, you know, it, it Dan Quinn's, Dan Quinn's a defensive genius. So, I mean, let's hope that he can uh, devise a game plan to uh, at least, at the very least, contain Cooper Cup because he's, man, he's an exceptional talent. But that's what they build their offense around. Their offense is 100% reliant on uh, Cup and, or at least their receiving game, Cup and Higby. I mean, they have Robinson, who's, eh. And then you have just, Ben Skoranek. I mean, it's just crazy to think that Akers is just not. And Allen Robinson, man, what is the deal? Allen Robinson, I thought, was like a good receiver, man. This dude has been like 
he's been consistent. Like I feel like he's a, he's a good he's a good guy to have as you know your replacement for Odell Beckham Jr. Basically, and I was like, shit, they're gonna be solid. They haven't even used him. It's like he's yeah. not even on the team. <laughs> I'm like, damn, it's bad, it's crazy. It's definitely bad. So, um, I mean, overall, look, I think that the Cowboys uh, come out of this game with a win, and I think they're gonna win twenty to thirteen. I, I like think I, I, so I think on the Cowboys beat very well. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think they match up very well against the Rams uh, on both sides of the football. I think that yep. it's, it's not as good of a matchup on the offensive side of the football when you have, you know, your offense going up against what the Rams got over there. But I think overall you're going to be, you know, I feel better about the Cowboys offense going about going against the Rams defense than I do the Rams offense going against the Cowboys defense. Um, you know, so I mean, just overall as a whole, yeah, I got the Cowboys twenty to thirteen in SoFi. So I was asked this yesterday, and my original prediction that I was asked uh, on the Cowboys huddle yesterday was um, when I when I was asked, I was t- I told them twenty four to twenty one. And if I'm being honest, I'm 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 kind of off that. I still think it's going to be a closer game than you, uh, but I think it's actually going to be lower scoring than my original prediction. I think it's going to be a twenty to seventeen game. You're looking at the Cowboys winning by a field goal. Yeah, no, that's 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 a good prediction. Um, so yeah, there you have. I feel it. like my first uh, one, the score was too high. I, I just I, when I when I was when I said it, crazy. I was like, that's too high. They're not going to score twenty one on us. It's going to be like twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that would, that, that would be crazy, man. They scored. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it's very it. possible that's going to happen, so it's not crazy. But, I mean, that would just be cool. So, all right. That has been it for the uh, Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Um, Rue, it's been a good time, my friend. Absolutely, man. Always a pleasure. So, before we leave, uh, make sure to plug your social media. Oh, absolutely, man. Allow me to butt in sports. That's allow me, the number two, B-U-T-T, just like the butt on my face on this chin, uh, butt in sports. Allow me to butt in sports. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, um, excuse me, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and of course on TikTok. Just hit a thousand followers. I thank you all for joining in and following me on that. One real quick thing since we're leaving and we're just going to do a quick little shout out and it's going to be held in Dallas. So I'm going to keep it relevant. Let's go Longhorns, baby. Handing them OU Sooners their first three losses in a row. And I don't even know how long. (sighs) Hook them horns, baby. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I got no dog in that fight. I'm an Ohio State fan. I know you don't. I know you don't. That's for me. That's for me. But you want to know. It's in Dallas. It's it's in the city. So we're good. So you want to know what I, you know, a lot of people who, uh, you know, tune into the channel and, you know, follow the uh, TikTok page or whatever it may be. A lot of them are Texas fans and you want to know what I'm, I'll be rooting for Texas in that game because of, uh, you know, how many, how many good people support the page that root for the Texas Longhorns. Now I'm sure that there's great people that support the page that uh, root for Oklahoma and a ton of Cowboys fans that are Oklahoma fans for sure. Yeah, definitely. There's a definitely time. so I have, I have no dog in that fight whatsoever but um yeah yeah uh we reached 500 subscribers on YouTube I forgot to say that so yeah that is a very uh nice milestone yeah yeah 
it's a very nice milestone, a thousand uh, followers here. Hopefully pretty soon. That would be greatly appreciated. So if you haven't already, please there. make sure to uh, subscribe to the page and um, yeah, make sure to go follow me on all my social media accounts, Cowboys beat on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it may be. I'm Cowboys beat over there. And uh, there will be a Cowboys beat audio podcast for next Friday. Um, I'm going to try and get some Eagles fans. We might even do a live stream, might even live. We might even go live. Uh, I wish we had a soundboard. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to invest in a soundboard because I would have done that Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that. There, so I got, I mean, I'm, I'm investing in a soundboard. There's no uh, no excuses being made. Little here. DJ but, board, uh, you mean? Uh, yeah, I know some of those yeah, things are Don, cool. Don DeMarco, yeah. Marco. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to try and get some Eagles fans on here. You know, hopefully we can have a, uh, a healthy debate between uh, the two fan bases. And, um, yeah, so no Cowboys beat tonight. Uh, no post game show um, on Sunday. No post game show on Sunday. No Cowboys beat tonight on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. But there will be a Cowboys beat audio podcast that will go up next Friday. Where um, yeah, me and Rue will be sparring it out with some people. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.